Farm Show. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Ooh, it looks like we've got a cool, wet week ahead as far as weather is concerned. How are you, everybody? How was your weekend? Welcome in. I'm Farm Director Pam Yankee. Yeah, the clouds are going to stick around, and depending on where you are, so is measurable rain. Remember, if you've got rainfall reports for me, I would love to have them. The Midwest Farm Report talk text line is open to you right now. 877 877- 301-3276. That's 877-301-FARM. Remember, if you send in your rainfall reports and make sure you tell us where you're at, we'll get you entered for the possibility of a special weather station that could be yours, courtesy of Rural Mutual Insurance. Again, the talk text line for those rainfall reports, 877 301 3276. Cloudy skies today. Highs probably around 57 degrees in the south, not much better than 50 degrees in the north. For tomorrow, cloudy skies again. 49 the expected high in the south, 39 the expected high in the north. We'll talk more weather with Stu Mucker, Ag Meteorologist. All business owners want the same thing, to make their business succeed. At Rural Mutual, they help that happen. As the third largest writer of commercial business in Wisconsin, they take the time to learn your business so they can properly protect you. Call your local agent today or visit RuralMutual.com. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. I don't think there's a staff member with the Midwest Farm Report that doesn't have experience with 4-H, still connected with 4-H, always ready to support 4-H. But boy, uh, times they have changed. I'm Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And Bob, I'll tell you, some of the changes we've seen in 4-H have been fantastic, reaching more and more kids that are in the urban city centers. And some changes, well, probably not exactly what many of us over older clover buds would have liked to have seen. That's for sure, Pam. Uh, as I always like to say, dealing with 4-H and FFA young people, good kids doing good things. And one of the opportunities they've had to do good things is to see other parts of the country for its exchange trips or go to Washington for the leadership conference. Bob Bosol here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. And when 4-Hers, and I mean, we've got thousands and thousands from Wisconsin who have stayed at the National 4-H Conference Center just outside Washington, D.C. in Chevy Chase, Maryland, but not anymore. Unfortunately, the National 4-H Conference Center is being sold. The coronavirus, of course, meant they haven't had their doors open for over a year, which means no revenue, lack of sponsorships, and other factors have left them with very little to no income. Our Scott Schultz had a chance to talk to the National 4-H Council CEO, Jennifer Sarangelo, about the decision to have to sell the National 4-H Conference Center. Well, National 4-H Council announced a couple of weeks ago that we are selling the National 4-H Conference Center due to the devastating effects of COVID-19 on the um, business and opportunities at the center. It was, uh, you can imagine, this is a very, very difficult decision I've worked at that center for 15 years. That's been my office. We have our offices there, and I've just driven on that campus so many times. And um, as you know, many youth have have met here, youth and 4-H adults and volunteers over the span of many decades. There's a very rich history on the campus. 
However, despite our emotional attachments to the center, we had to consider the fact that um, the reality is we faced a $20 million loss in revenue over the two years that our center will be closed because of COVID-19. We, uh, we closed it back in March of 2020. And this year, our season that we have with young people coming to Washington is, is March through July. And our our guests have just canceled and are not coming. You know, groups of young people from different states are it's not yet safe to travel. So we faced two years and $20 million in losses. And it really, we also have an uncertainty about the future and when youth travel in groups like that will change or will, you know, will commence again. So we also have a reality that our donors today um, have prioritized youth programming, uh, National 4-H Council, our job for the 4-H movement is we convene young people and adults around important projects and topics in youth development. We do national, we tell the, the 4-H story at the national level, so we do marketing and we build public-private partnerships that bring resources to cooperative extension and 4-H, and that's what we do. And um, our donors really prioritize us getting money and resources out to the local 4-H groups, and they mm -hmm. prioritize that over the building. And we've been, we've done feasibility studies and a number of things, and today we have no private donors to the center. We maintain it only on uh, the hospitality revenue. So with the destruction of that industry and as you know it's been devastated the center was also a part of that and with no guests for almost two years it's just we realized it just wasn't responsible yeah. anymore and not feasible for us to keep the property could you give me a, a ballpark figure about the income that would be generated and we can assume that went from whatever that was to zero Right, right. So yes, every year we, um, so our, um, the way we've maintained the center since there has just, the, over the years, there has been a declining amount of, as I said, donor support. So there, today we actually have no donors to the property and we maintain it solely on that revenue. So we um, top line would have about 44% occupancy at the center, and it would generate about 10 to $11 million in top-line revenue a year. So last year, we lost that 10 or $11 million, and this year, with not being able to open, we, end, you know, we can project forward um, what we are going to lose again in 2021. About another thing, Scott, might be helpful for people to know is that um, the number of young people in 4-H who attend the 4-H National 4-H Conference Center events has also declined quite a bit through the years. So oh. today, about 20, yeah, about 80% of the guests that we have at the center a year are not 4-H. They're Boy Scouts, schools. I think your your wife's school was even planning to come. We have a lot of eighth grade class trips and. Um, we have international guests. The State Department used the property for their youth exchanges, Girls Nation, other, um, you know, youth competitions. But only about 20% are the events that National 4-H Council hosts uh, in Washington at the center. What's the future uh, for the leadership conferences when things get uh, rolling again? Um, what are you looking at or 
what might youth be expecting for places to stay when they do head to Washington for, say, the National Leadership Conference? Sure. We have a number of uh, national uh, conferences in Washington, and all of those uh, we plan on continuing in person in 2022 when we are positively, hopefully, anticipating that youth travel will resume. So all of the conferences we've had in Washington will start again in 2022. And um, we would anticipate that we are looking for uh, another home for the 4-H events. There's a lot of, in Washington, you may be aware, there are a lot of campuses, a lot of universities, um, a number of conference centers. And um, so we'll be looking for that that other home. But what young people can expect is the same amazing events because 4-H events are the people. They're the other youth and the leaders and the spirit of the meeting. And uh, we know and have confidence we can, can create a great experience for young people no matter where, uh, no matter where it is in Washington, D.C. You mentioned that it is and it truly is in my mind at least, about the people and about the event. But, gosh, there are some real memories harbored in those uh, walls, aren't there? There are. There are. There's a really rich history to the center. We have, well, every year, at least in this last, I've been, uh, as I said, working there for 15 years, and every year we have about 30,000 young people that come through the doors and um, in that span of time, we have some that li- literally live on the campus for the entire summer who are like the, we call them program assistants. They help run the citizenship programs. And there have been so many friendships. There have been people who've met their future spouse at the 4-H Center. We've had generations where um, a family member and then their kids and grandkids have come to the center. So there are so many memories. We've also hosted some presidents of the United States. The latest one was um, George W. Bush. He came um, during his tenure as president and did a conference at the center on school safety. So that was the last president we had on the campus. Was it was it a challenging decision, or, or did the organization say, this has to be done and that's that? Well, at this point, Scott, it, it, it's, it's a very challenging decision. Very emotional, like I said, for me, who I've worked there for so long for our board, many of whom have been on our board for decade, a decade. Many of our board members are alumni. Um, Great. So there's no way to get around it that it was a difficult decision. However, uh, with the financial impact and knowing how much the kids need us right now, they need 4-H, Cooperative Extension and 4-H needs us to be strong and to keep supporting them. While it's a very difficult decision, it was a very obvious decision that in order to keep doing the things that we need to support the local 4-H programs, there really wasn't a choice. Before COVID, it's been a challenging business model for over a decade. Again, I've been with 4-H for 15 years, and Mm -hmm. during that whole time, it's been a challenge because we haven't had the donor support. We don't have any government support. It's all just, you know, managed by uh, the revenue off the hospitality business, and it's been a challenge. So we re- we really looked at things in 2018, 19, 2017, and 18, and 19 
our board did, and we did a lot of analysis on it. So we already had a lot of good information. You know, we didn't know COVID was coming, but um, we happened to have that. But when we had the choice, and before COVID, we had decided to really double down and invest in the property, and we had a multi-year plan for doing that. We brought in a new operating partner called Aramark, who was helping us increase occupancy. Um, But unfortunately, we never got to see the fruit of that because they took over February 1, 2020, and then we closed. We had to close because of COVID on in March of 2020. So we never really got to see the benefits of those plans that we had laid for the yeah. future. Thanks a lot for visiting with us and filling us in with all this, about all this. And I guess we have to look forward to 2022 and we can get those youth back out there for all those programs in DC. We look forward to it. We will look forward to sharing those uh, positive stories with you when they happen. Thanks so much, Scott. That's Jennifer Sherangelo, the CEO and president of the National 4-H Council, talking about the sale of the National 4-H Council's Conference Center on the northern end of the world's longest barn in Eau Claire. I'm Scott Schultz. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Hi, I'm Tim O'Brien, owner of The Healthy Place. Every couple of months, we have a store-wide sale. Stop in this week for 25% off Monday through Saturday. Stop pain, reduce stress, get deeper sleep, and find your healthy place with natural supplements. After doing this for 17 years, I have never been so passionate about educating our communities on natural alternatives that work. Stock up on all your favorite supplements this week with 25% off through Saturday. My mission is to never stop searching for more effective ways to help you find your healthy place. Connect with our wellness consultants through our live chat feature on our website. Prefer curbside pickup? We got it. Live in Dane County? Enjoy free same-day delivery if you order by phone or online by 2 p.m. Free shipping everywhere else. How can we help? Expertise and supplements that work with 25% off this week through Saturday. Stop in one of our four locations or visit us online at findyourhealthyplace.com. The Healthy Place. Gear up for spring and finally get started on those projects you've been thinking about tackling all winter. Blaine's Farm and Fleet has all the supplies you'll need to get the job done right and keep your animals fed, like Show Edge goat, lamb, and pig feed. Right now, when you buy three bags of Show Edge feed, get the fourth one free. Stock up on Mana Pro Oyster Shell Poultry Supplement, a 50-pound bag, just $12.99. And this animal grooming products now 10% off. Rewards members get a $10 Farm and Fleet gift card for every $100 spent on Andis products. And pick up a pail of Farnham's 7.5 weight Builder Booster or an 11-pound pail of Horseshoer's Secret Horse Supplement. Now $5 off. Plus, check out these great doorbuster deals. Men's and women's Carhartt Workwear Pocket Tees, just two for $25. And Farm and Fleet 25-pound bags of traditional cat litter, two for $8. That's genuine value from Blaine's Farm and Fleet. Roses are red, violets are blue, and you bet she'll be talking farming with you. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. All righty, let's get going with your Compure Financial Ag Weather Update on a Monday. That's a little cooler out there than what I had expected. Stumach Ag Meteorologist joining us live this morning. Yeah, and it doesn't look like these temperatures are necessarily going to improve all that much this week, huh? 
No, they're not going to improve that much. There's a real cold air mass just trying to settle in over North Dakota. Cold enough, Pam. In fact, if not late Monday night or into Tuesday, there may be snowflakes. Even at La Crosse and Boston could be in the northern reaches uh, north away from Madison, if you will. That could happen again late Tuesday night. They're talking measurable snow in far northern North Dakota that could be near 6 to 12 inches in just the course of about a day here this week. That very Arctic cold feature is going to be jammed up, stopped, not moving, just off to our northwest. The little low that's meant rain through on and off through the weekend, and even this morning, still up over northeast Wisconsin, not going to move away too quickly today, and keep a little bit of that light rain around, especially eastern to far northern Wisconsin and up into northeast Minnesota. That's not going to change a whole lot as we move on through the next couple of days. So that cooler air mass is no doubt going to be seen. Temperatures still near normal today or just a little bit below. Certainly cool off a great deal for Tuesday and don't moderate too quickly. So through most of this week, we're going to be staying cooler than normal. In fact, I guess to, to really say it right, we are going to be cooler than normal today and maybe finally seeing those normal temperatures as we head toward next weekend. I'll have forecast details right after this. Boost agriculture production in 2021 by optimizing operations with Focus on Energy. Focus on Energy partners with Wisconsin Utilities to offer farmers the resources to identify energy efficiency upgrades and cash incentives to make it happen. Get started today by contacting your energy advisor. Call 888-623-2146 or visit focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness to learn more. That's focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness, focus on energy, helping farmers grow since 2001. We need you and your rain gauge. It's time for the Rural Mutual Rainfall Report, and we need you to text your rainfall report to 877-301-FARM. That's 877-301-3276. Be sure and include your name and where you're reporting from, because every month we'll pick a winner that will get a digital weather station, courtesy of the Midwest Farm Report and Rural Mutual Insurance. Premiums paid here, stay here to keep Wisconsin strong. Alrighty, Stu, let's uh, have that forecast. Like I said, it doesn't look like it's going to be changing a lot this week, and I'm not real thrilled about the idea of snowflakes. Well, that'll be what it is, snowflakes. They may be showing up, but that's about all. Our Compure Financial Ag weather forecast is a mostly cloudy day. Could be partly sunny in the south, and for a lot of us, mid or upper 50s. That's the most we can hope for in Eau Claire. I'd say maybe a low 50. That's the most we'll get today. West winds 5 to 15, gusting near 25. Overnight, mostly cloudy, of course, and we stay on the cool side. Down in the mid, maybe a couple of low 30s. West winds at 5 to 10. Mostly cloudy Tuesday. Again, a small chance of a little light rain, sprinkly showers. Could be some of those snowflakes further north. Uh, upper 40s, mid to upper 40s for Tuesday. West winds at 5 to 15. Partly sunny, mid to upper 40s. Wednesday, Pam, northwest winds breezy. Just a cool week. Not a lot of precipitation, but could be a mix. All right. Something to keep an eye on. Appreciate it, Stu. And thank you so much for you folks that have been using our talk text line. Uh, Bob up by Beaver Dam tells me that he got another half an inch of rain just north of Beaver Dam. Loretta by Cambria got almost two inches of weekend rain uh, from Pearl City, Illinois. Two and a quarter inches of rain down there. So keep those uh, rainfall reports coming. The talk text line is open. 877 Three zero one three two seven six. 
That's your Compure Financial Ag Weather Update. Compure Financial, your financial partner committed to agriculture and rural America. Visit Compure.com. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Gear up for spring and finally get started on those projects you've been thinking about tackling all winter. Blaine's Farm and Fleet has all the supplies you'll need to get the job done right. Like a 60-inch gear drive tiller from King Cutter, priced at $15.99.99. Get a Seymour aluminum grain scoop or six-tine forged steel manure fork, your choice, $24.99. Take 15% off Maisel 1-inch poultry netting. Pick up an 18-pound pail of Prairie Pride Goat Protein on sale $16.99. And take 10% off all Hopkins trailer lighting. Plus, check out these great doorbuster deals. Men's and women's Carhartt workwear pocket tees, just two for 25 bucks. Farm and Fleet 25-pound bags of traditional cat litter, two for $8. And pick up a Simpson 3200 PSI pressure washer. On sale, $369.99. Rewards members pay $359.99. That's genuine value from Plains Farm and Fleet. Shopping for that special someone can be hard. You want to make sure that gift is perfect. Jewelry is always a great go-to because it lasts forever. Place to go, Goodman's Jewelers. They have the best prices, something for every budget. They have incredible quality jewelry, one-of-a-kind pieces, diamonds, engagement rings, traditional and modern styles, and you can customize your own. Something for a Badger Packer fan? Goodman's Jewelers has it. A true icon in Madison, the city's oldest full-service jewelry store, is your family. Goodman's Jewelers. Huh. Nice. Hardwood floor. Or is it? Sounds like a floor. It's not squishy. That's good. Floors aren't supposed to squish. Goes wall to wall, like good floors do. And I'm walking all over it. Usually, a dead giveaway that it's a floor. But it's not a floor. This is a mattress. Charlie Heidel's for 52 days. People like Charlie are scattered all across Dane County. And because the need is there, so are we. This year, we'll supply nearly $400,000 in bedding, furniture, clothing, and household items to people like Charlie. Just one part of the more than $1.4 million in food, shelter, and other goods and services we provide. We're St. Vincent de Paul, helping our neighbors in need. Compure Financial helped us get into our forever home. They helped me expand more than acreage. And helped our dairy grow for the next generation. At Compure Financial, we see potential in every plan. Our focus on exceptional client experience is at the heart of everything we do. And our financial team will help make every step easy and convenient. See why our clients trust us to make their goals possible. Compure Financial ACA is an equal opportunity lender and equal opportunity provider. And MLS number 619731, copyright 2021, all rights reserved. Smog, garbage, sewers, car exhaust. Today's world puts our sense of smell on overload. Luckily, there are places we can go to refocus our senses. Our national wildlife refuges. When you visit, your nose will instantly recognize the purity of nature. Bask in the aromatic scent of the black pine trees blowing in the wind. Detect the sweet fragrance of primroses, wild violets, and blue sage. Smell the fresh salt water in the air as waves crash into rocky shoals. 
When you smell these things, you're smelling the world the way we found it. With over 500 refuges across America, you don't have to go far to make a special connection with nature. Learn more at fws.gov refugees. That's fws.gov refugees. At Eastman Chemical Sun Prairie, they transform materials that improve your everyday life. Their technologies create innovative products and solutions with specialized molecules that make housewares more practical, medical devices more durable, cars and buildings safer, and so much more. In short, their products matter because their employees do. Eastman Chemical is now hiring production operators. Start a new career at Eastman by applying online at Eastman.com. Eastman Chemical, Sun Prairie. You already know that worms approve of our shredded topsoil, but did you know that seeds also love our special blend of garden mix? It's packed with nutrients that plants need to grow to their full potential. Visit KalaniTopsoil.com for delivery, or you can simply pick it up at our awesome processing plant. Then watch that garden grow with tons of fresh vegetables or beautiful plants and flowers. Take it from a worm. Trust the guys who know good dirt. Kalani Topsoil. Now that's good dirt. And our guy of the Wisco Sports Show, Grant Bills, who is, I, I think... I think he's just unhinged because they traded his boy, Arcia. I think that's the case, and I think maybe a, a certain manager that resides in Milwaukee ghostwrites his tweets. Grant says, I would tell my pathetic offense to score another run. Well, obviously, you need well, the sticks to get alive and win, but the Brewers, or this club in general, has a lead. Again, this is going back to yesterday when you had everyone saying... Well, I mean, the ideal situation would be Brandon Woodruff would go seven, and then you'd hand the ball to Devin Williams, and then you'd hand the ball to Hader in the ninth in the ideal situation. Yeah, 100% in an ideal situation. Woodruff would throw about 100 pitches, he'd go seven. Williams would mow him down in the yeah, eighth, right. and then Hader would mow him down in the ninth. The ideal situation would be, yeah, the the the, the offense scores 10 runs. And it's not even close, and it doesn't even matter what you do. You know, in an ideal situation, I would go buy a lottery ticket, scratch it off, and win $1,000. But I guess, guess there's what? an ideal situation, too. The last two nights, they haven't necessarily been ideal situations yeah. with exactly what had happened. But living in reality, the reality is you got two amazing starts from your two best pitchers, and you decided to pull them both early, and the bullpen crapped out on you both nights. Yeah, I mean, there's the ideal That's situation. That's the reality yeah. of the situation. The reality of the situation is you had a lead late, and both starting pitchers were rolling. You're, they're your top two starters, and you decided to pull them. When a, when a competitor is competing at a high level, Rowdy, don't you, don't you like watching that? <laughs> the reality is that you had a lead, and you didn't have many innings left to protect it to win said game, yeah. and you were unable to do so. And also, you have... Your best pitchers in Devin Williams and Josh Hader the night before. I, I'm confused of why Yardley came in um, in the Brewers situation last night because isn't there a day off today for the Brewers? That's the other thing that's extremely frustrating is the fact that you had Brandon Woodruff go 74 pitches two nights ago. You pull him after seven. He didn't seem to be struggling. Yeah, he gave you the company line saying, oh, yeah, it was probably a good pull. I, I, I emptied out the tank. But then you brought in Devin Williams, who had some tightness, and he's had a little bit of injury stuff, so he hadn't necessarily gotten the full work you wanted him to get in spring training, and he'd only appeared in one game since. Then you had Josh Hader, who, yeah, he hadn't pitched since opening day, but you might not have needed him until maybe the ninth, or maybe whenever Woody yeah. maybe started <clears throat> to actually look tired. Well, you used both of them up, 
They still ended up blowing the lead. Yes, you won the game, so thankfully the Brewers won. But now you go to this game where you have Corbin Burns at 86 pitches. He was averaging about 14 pitches by the way, an d- inning. By the way, doing something no pitcher's ever done in the history of Major League Baseball. And, and, and seriously, he was averaging about 14 pitches an inning it comes out to, and he would have been on pace to hit 100 through that seventh inning. Yeah. And obviously he was hot. Look at his numbers. One hit, nine strikeouts. He was rolling. He has a 20 to zero strike to walk ratio. But the fact is you didn't even go with Devin Williams or Josh Hader. You went with a lower leverage reliever in Eric Yardley, probably because the excuse is, well, our top two guys were down because we just used them last night. Well, I just had people calling in and complaining about how they hadn't used them enough. So that's why they wanted to get him in there. Yes. Well, now, yeah, yeah, you're right. Now you don't want to use him on back-to-back days. Where guess what? Hater was a starting pitcher in the minor leagues. Guess what? Devin Williams was also a pitcher, a starting pitcher in the minor leagues. Both guys we have seen even just last year go multiple innings. Oh, we've also seen guys just last year pitch two days in a row. Guess what? You even mentioned it. Yeah. You have a day off today. Yeah. So you might as well. You want to talk about emptying the clip. Let's go. Empty the clip last night then if you want. If it was so successful and it got the win the night before, why not throw them back out there the second yeah. night? You have a day off. There's no guarantees you're going to be winning uh, once you pick things back up on Saturday against the St. Louis Cardinals if you want to play what ifs. Yeah, rowdy. But I do know one thing. Rowdy. You could have won both games. Instead, you went one and one. And uh, Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff are now combined 0 and 1 and they got uh, no decisions in a in a loss on their, on their records here. Rowdy's emptying the clip right well, now. Well, it's like uh, come on. Yeah, well, right, we we'll, can do this all day. We'll get back to it coming up here. I have comments coming. Rowdy just send it into the universe. Speak it into existence, Rowdy. People are turning on everywhere, setting fires everywhere. I have a a message here. Highway of information. It says, go take a long walk off a short pier. You're literally nauseating today. That makes us fuller. That would be correct. Strap in fuller on this highway of information because it's getting bumpy, baby. We're setting fires everywhere. All right, let's go to the phones. Quick. Welcome to the show. Who's this? Hey, this is Bill. Hey, Bill. What's up, brother? Nelson, I love you, but I, this one, I, I almost always agree with you. But on this one, I disagree. I'm sorry. From farm to fork and everything in between, we cover it all. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Boy, restaurants are starting to expand on capacity. More and more folks comfortable eating out, and that's having a big impact on dairy. We saw a big rally on our dairy product prices on Friday, and we're seeing more and more movement of our Wisconsin specialty cheese. Talking about that with Kirk Scott from Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin on the trends they're noticing right now. That's up before the end of the show. How are you? I'm PM Yankee. Now, from Landmark Services Cooperative Anchor News Desk, here's what's happening on a Monday. So, today is the 12th day of April. On this day in 1981, the space shuttle blasted off into space for the very first time. Two astronauts took off in Space Shuttle Columbia's first orbital test flight on this day back in 1981. On this day in 1861, the American Civil War actually started. The bombardment of Fort Sumter near Charleston, South Carolina, is where the hostility started and where the American Civil War began. Lots of birthdays today. Happy birthday to talk show host David Letterman. Also, author Tom Clancy. Herbie Hancock has his birthday today. Also, Shannon Doherty and Claire Danes. Everybody's celebrating today. And now you know. 
Hey, there is a big auction coming up on Wednesday, April 14th. It's all online, so if you can hear my voice, you can participate. It's NREC Solutions Equipment Auction. Boy, they have got quite a lineup of both construction-related equipment and also farm-related equipment. Tractors, pickups, track skid loaders, generators, erosion control equipment. It's all there. Joining me this morning is Ashley Hewen. From the Steffis Group, they are conducting this special auction on April 14th. Ashley, talk to me a little bit about the Steffis Group's philosophy when it comes to handling auctions. You guys don't look at auctions as an end, but instead kind of a transition, right? It is, absolutely. Every auction is a solution to something. So we have a lot of farmers that trade maybe just a piece or two on our monthly uh, consignment sales that are online sales. We also have people that have auctions of their own that's an inventory reduction because they're going to grow the business. They got a 500 horsepower tractor now. So now they're going to sell some of their front wheel assist and smaller tillage so they can move up and 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 become bigger whether they got more acres to rent or whatever the situation is. Uh we're in the business to provide a platform that's farmer to farmer trading. How have prices been trending, whether it's land or equipment? How's things been going as we go into more of 2021? Right. We just saw a significant change here uh, last fall. It started already the middle of October as prices started rising. Uh, There were some profits to be made last year, so there's quite a heavy amount of buying through the end of last year already. So we saw the prices go up. Inventories on the dealer lots are down, and that has continued to be strong, even gained momentum through this spring. Mm-hmm. Now, tell me a little bit of how you guys work as, I, I want to see counselors, uh, because it's not just about, uh, I show up now and start getting equipment lined up. You guys really want to work with people right on through the process, whether they're expanding, changing things up a little bit, or maybe they are getting ready to exit. You know, there's a lot of farmers. We become part of their family, so we help them through their transition, growing the business. Maybe they're bringing in other family members, different things. And again, it starts with the appraisals. It starts with letting them know how equipment is selling. And people call us and say, hey, what's this worth? What's this going to bring on an auction? Because I want to buy that. And then once once I have that, what do you think my, what kind of tillage would work with my kind of ground? And, and we help farmers with all of that, yeah. consulting. Well, and, you know, it's through those kinds of conversations that I even look at what I consider buying because maybe I thought it was out of my price range. Well, maybe on a dealer lot it is, but you start looking at the auction options and those kinds of, you know, good counsel where you say, hey, I pick up the phone, I call John because I knew he was interested in something. Now I've got that something to offer him. Yeah, that's true. And we get calls all the time. You know, I need a 100 horsepower tractor for uh, making round bales. What should I buy? Well, what's your budget? And and us being in the business, we know what's, what has better resale than other things. We know uh, what has a better track record, that kind of thing. And we can make those recommendations to farmers as well. So if I'm thinking about this kind of transition or a, a change up going maybe from dairy to beef or, you know, just something like that. Can I call you guys just to have a conversation, Ashley? Yeah, absolutely. We do that on a daily basis. Our phones are ringing all the time. Uh, myself and the salesmen and well are expected to be experts within the agriculture industry as far as what's going on, what the equipment's worth, what are farm real estate prices doing, what's my ground worth, that type of thing. So how many of there are you in Steffens? Again, we're talking with Ashley Hewen from Steffens Auction online at Steffens uh, Group. 
com. Now, how many of their how many Ashleys are there out there working the ground, working the sale? Sure. So we actually have uh, locations in Fargo, Sioux Falls, Central Minnesota, and Mount Pleasant, Iowa. And with that, we also have salespeople that live and work within your community. So they're spread out all over the Midwest. So as soon as you give us a call, you'll get set up with somebody that's local to your area, and they can start the process with you. Sounds like a plan. Thank you. Ashley Hewen from the Steffes Auction Group. That big sale coming up on uh, April 14th, all online. NREC Solutions Equipment Auction. That is up in Chippewa Falls. Take a look at all of the items available at steffesgroup.com. That's S-T-E-F-F-E-S group.com. Steffesgroup.com for that big online auction coming up on Wednesday, April 14th. Farming is tough enough, as you know. Your 2021 Planted Acres report doesn't have to be. With TopCon's data management platform, TAP, you can submit your Planted Acres report right from your computer. And you don't have to have any TopCon gear in your tractors. Signing up is free. And TopCon's TAP can handle your planting data electronically from any of the major planting solutions available. Learn more at CropReporting.com. It's that easy. In overnight electronic trade this morning, markets are mixed. December corn up three at four ninety nine. November beans down a nickel at twelve fifty eight. July wheat's also down a nickel at six thirty six a bushel. The May milk closed two cents lower at nineteen thirty eight a hundredweight. June milk was down seventeen cents, still at nineteen forty five a hundredweight. Big rally as far as product prices were concerned on Friday. Barrel cheese went up ten and three quarters cents to one sixty nine and a quarter. Forty pound block cheese up two and a quarter at one eighty three. Double A butter on Friday three and a half cents higher to finish at a dollar eighty eight per pound. Why the surge in all those dairy product prices? Well, you and I are feeling more comfortable about dining out and restaurants as well as grocery stores continuing to stock up. Don't go anywhere. Our friends at Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin stop by the studio in just a moment. Right here on the Midwest Farm Report. I use prairie exteriors for roofing, metal siding, shingles, windows, doors, interior work. Very affordable. They get the job done. Their workmanship excels most of the work I've ever seen. Improve the look and value of your property with one of the area's highest rated exterior companies, Prairie Exteriors. Prairie Exteriors, now that's impressive. Good people. PrairieExteriors.com. The Midwest Farm Report is turning back the clock and bringing you the stories behind the Wisconsin farms that have been owned by the same family for over 100 years. The Century and Sesquicentennial Salute is happening right now at MidwestFarmReport.com. Thanks to Compere Financial and the All of Us Research Program. If you're a family farm that's being honored as a Century or Sesquicentennial farm this year, contact us by sending an email to farm at MidwestFarmReport.com. Thanks to Compere Financial and the All of Us Research Program. Often the road to home ownership can be uncertain, but by choosing the right mortgage company, you'll quickly get on the right path. I will make sure you have the best mortgage loan, the best interest rate, and lowest closing costs. You'll get the knowledge you need to feel comfortable about your buying decision. Educated Mortgage, your smartest way home. Call Dan, 
The Mortgage Man. And MLS number 222652. Shopping for that special someone can be hard. You want to make sure that gift is perfect. Jewelry is always a great go-to because it lasts forever. Place to go? Goodman's Jewelers. They have the best prices, something for every budget. They have incredible quality jewelry, one-of-a-kind pieces, diamonds, engagement rings, traditional and modern styles, and you can customize your own. Something for a Badger Packer fan? Goodman's Jewelers has it. A true icon in Madison, the city's oldest full-service jewelry store, is your family. Goodman's Jewelers. Connecting producers and consumers one story at a time. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. As you know, if you listen to the show, we talk from time to time with our friends from Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. Of course, that is the checkoff program that's supported by our hardworking dairy farm families all across the state. The money's used for dairy research, dairy education, dairy promotion. And joining us today is Kirk Scott. He is one of the fellows that is with Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin, specifically focused in on working with retailers, food service particularly, on sharing the quality products that Wisconsin cheesemakers are producing. Kirk, you're a part of what's called the Dairy Company Communications. Now, before we get too far down the road, I want to make sure that people understand Dairy Company Communications is within Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. What do you guys do? Yeah, we're one of the departments, and our primary purpose is serving as a point of contact between the Wisconsin cheese and dairy processors and dairy farmers of Wisconsin. So we work really closely with the processors to deepen and strengthen our partnerships with them in order to engage them in our promotions and events and provide them a lot of support in order to try to drive their distribution and sales. What have you noticed lately? I mean, now here we are, spring of 2021, uh, more people look like they're taking spring break vacations, things like that. What have you noticed as far as conversations with your end users? Well, one of the things we're most excited about now is as we seem to be moving um, kind of through the pandemic and getting to a point where we're starting to see a little light at the end of the tunnel, um, Places are opening up a little bit more. Counties are opening up. States are opening up and allowing people to get back out into the restaurants to a greater degree than they have in the last year. And so we're very optimistic about this and hopeful to see increased sales on the food service side of the business. Now, we've had real strong retail sales for the last year as, as people ate at home. Um, but now, as we can see the restaurants starting to open up, we're, we're very optimistic that um, that's going to help open that channel back up a little bit more and increase sales there as well. What do you hear from those food service providers about the quality product Wisconsin dairy farmers are producing and the customer they're trying to serve? Is it about price or is it about quality? Tell us about those conversations, Kirk. Sure. You know, quality is a really important thing. One of one of the things, one of the primary things we try to do in our dairy company communications is to work with the processors to get the Proudly Wisconsin Cheese badge on their products and to identify and communicate that on the retail side, but also on the food service side. Consumers, when you go into a restaurant, want to know where product's coming from, and more and more restaurants are finding that by talking about the product coming from and using cheeses from Wisconsin – it really lends uh, important quality communication to that. And consumers want to know where their product's being made. They want to know where it's coming from. And they really do associate high quality with the state of Wisconsin. So as the restaurants put that information on their menus, they put it up on menu boards, they, they start marketing that within their, their restaurants, um, that really helps to drive the Wisconsin cheese sales. And it is more quality than price. Right. 
Excellent. Now, we should remind people, Kirk, that uh, this is not an overnight success story. Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin kind of identified that they needed to speak speak kind of directly and consistently to those food retailers uh, about the quality of Wisconsin cheese. What kind of change have we seen in sales over, let's say, the past five years since uh, the group was kind of formed? Yeah, it, it has a direct impact. We did a study a number of years ago in the retail environment, and by adding the Wisconsin badge on there and communicating the Wisconsin messaging on the packaging, we saw up to up to 5.9% increase in sales overall um, in that particular study. We've also consistently, we track our sales versus other non-Wisconsin products, dairy products. And with cheese, we've seen that um, the retail sales are up about 4.5% almost, for Wisconsin identified product, whereas non-Wisconsin product is only up about 1.4. So we're up roughly three times as much as cheeses, uh, cheese products made elsewhere. Those are impressive numbers and well beyond the pandemic, which is good news. Kirk Scott is along with us. He is a part of the team dairy communication, uh, dairy company communications, I should say, within Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin, channeling your hardworking dairy checkoff dollars towards those conversations with those distributors, those folks that are involved in retail food sales. And now that we're starting to feel a little bit more confident about our lives uh, post-COVID, we're starting to see more of those arteries open up. So where are we going to go from here then, Kirk? I mean, now you've got me kind of excited about the possibilities. Uh, people are going to get excited about going out to eat again and, and uh, gathering as groups. What do you see as far as trends and things that you're working on for the future? Well, we, we have a really strong research team that um, has started laying some foundational work all the way back to 2015. And we, we've identified who those consumers are that have, um, based on what their attitude is towards cheese in general, towards Wisconsin. Um, and we track those folks and, and try to keep a, a close uh, attention to what's their level of awareness for us, what's their perception in terms of cheese, et cetera, so that we can always make sure that we are doing the best job of marketing we can, communicating to the right people that message, strong Wisconsin messaging, to continue to drive those sales, um, both on the retail side, on the uh, food service side. And we will continue to to always keep track of those folks, fine-tune our marketing to make sure we're getting the best message we can out there, again, to drive the sales, which ultimately – is what drives our sales on the, on the market side for Wisconsin milk. And I want to remind dairy farmers in particular how challenging this can be. Remember, Kirk is promoting Wisconsin cheese. It's not a company brand. It's not some unique name or something like that. It is a state-related brand. That That can't be easy, Kirk, but you guys have been able to really see how that particular brand, namely Wisconsin G- cheese and the proudly Wisconsin badge, boy, that, that has turned a lot of consumers' attentions around and in turn those sales. It, it really has. We're, we're establishing a recognizable brand presence out in the marketplace with consumers. Um, and they're going into retail and they're looking for the badge. They're looking for made in Wisconsin communication um, because they do perceive that as, as a better product. And we're starting to see it on the, the food service side, too, as I mentioned. You know, we've got 99% of the grocers in the United States uh, carry Wisconsin cheese. Every single state has grocers that carry Wisconsin cheese. And we're becoming an integral part of restaurant menus across the U.S. as well. So it's really, it's working well. 
Um, we found that, as I mentioned before, we were growing faster than cheeses made elsewhere in terms of our sales. And our specialty cheeses in the state of Wisconsin account for 50% of the country's specialty cheese production. And we want to continue to try to grow that number. Well, and we can only hope for future success, as we said, now that consumers are coming back into restaurants and uh, continuing to want to enjoy some quality home time, perhaps, as they continue to cook at home. That proudly Wisconsin badge that signifies how important the quality of Wisconsin cheese is, is available out there. Again, Kirk Scott, along with us from Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin, I want to remind you, as always, you can visit WisconsinCheese.com and see all the consumer-facing efforts that are bringing awareness and knowledge to consumers about the proudly Wisconsin badge. Again, just go to WisconsinCheese.com. And again, like we said, Kirk, sometimes we uh, we get very focused on what's happening only in Wisconsin. We have to recognize that what's happening with our Wisconsin specialty cheeses is outpacing even uh, from places like France. Wisconsin cheese now uh, more popular, finding more sales than those cheeses from France. We really are. Consumers, we become and have become top of mind for consumers as they're thinking about cheese. When you ask them, you know, who makes the best cheese, where do you – uh, get quality cheese from things, questions of that kind. Uh, Wisconsin comes up number one above even France, above other states. Um, it is, it is a really, it's exciting to hear that, um, but it's certainly something that, that you got to continue to work. You got to continue to get that message out there uh, and keep, keep reminding consumers of where the best product comes from. And that we are doing indeed. Thanks, Kirk. Kirk Scott, along with us, he is part of the team in Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin called the Dairy Company Communications. They focus on being the contact between Wisconsin cheese and dairy processors and Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin, keeping that conversation up with those retail sales folks, uh, whether it be food service or in in the uh, retail restaurant level, whatever it is, they are making sure that those folks are very much aware of the quality Wisconsin dairy products you're producing and that proudly Wisconsin badge. Make sure that you're looking for it at the grocery store and find out more about the story behind that badge at wisconsincheese.com and stay connected with the proudly Wisconsin badge.